Unboxable Podcast, Episode 69. Today on the podcast, we have the divine Miss Melina Bagnato. Melina has an undeniable energy and lust for life, fashion, and family. Since bursting onto screens on My Kitchen Rules 13 years ago, Melina has continued to be a much loved personality. She shares the highs and lows of motherhood behind the scenes of running a successful business, fashion, style, charity, self care, and all things being a woman. Vivacious, stylish, and always authentic, Melina has the driving passion to build confidence and support women to live their best lives, no matter where they are in their womanhood journey. What a great bio. I know you're going to love this conversation with Melina. Well, hey there, mother lovers. This is Elena Turley, your host, and welcome to the Unboxable Podcast, a place for mothers who are seeking holistic health and maybe a new way to look at a few things. Please enjoy this episode. Hello, Melina. Hello. Welcome, darling. This is, I'm such, I feel very honored and privileged to have you here. We have spent lots of time together last year, and it is such a treat to invite you onto the Unboxable podcast. So thank you. Thanks for having me. I feel so honored to be part of this and be invited. So thank you. Total pleasure. So the first question I always ask my guests is, who are you? Where are you? What do you love to do? So my name is Melina Bagnato. I am from Melbourne, Victoria. I am a style, confidence and business coach. And my passion is to help women feel empowered, to connect with their insides so they can feel and look beautiful on the outside. And oh. yeah, it just gives me enormous satisfaction when I see women see their true beauty and stand tall and, and walk in their power through not just mindset, but the way they dress themselves and style. Mm. I'm definitely a fan of yours, Melina, because I've experienced you doing this, what I would call your zone of genius, where you helped me with a little shoot last year. So as a brief testimonial, I've got to say, I had never been able to capture images that were so natural and we didn't actually even get to style or anything like that. We were thrown in the deep end and you just directed the shoot on one of our retreats last year, a business retreat, and it was remarkable. It was remarkable to see yeah, and that you didn't know you'd be doing it either. No, it was so last minute. I remember that, but I, I actually, I, it's a testament to the 17 ladies that I directed in an hour. It was so quick and it just showed you that when there's an urgency and there's no, you don't overthink things, how so you just step into it. And, and, you know, it was credit to you and the other ladies that just sort of trusted me, went with it and like took the direction and got uncomfortable, but then like laughed awkwardly through it and then nailed it. Yeah. And it was awesome. We totally did. It was so funny, wasn't it? Um, so yes, I loved it. Tell me how you kind of got from there to here. So what were you doing before this? Tell me a bit about your background. I worked in the fashion industry for 25 years, worked my way up from a receptionist to then a buyer, visual, visual merchandiser, then got my qualification as a personal stylist of styled fashion parades. And, you know, I, I've even worked in account management for uniforms, helped Lisa Ho launch the Commonwealth Bank uniforms. I did, I got a really rich history in fashion and born into a fashion family, but it wasn't until 14 years ago that I just intuitively, I didn't even know what, intu what intuition was. I wasn't connected with myself really that 14 years ago, but I knew this, I knew this knowing and it was a knowing that 
it has to be more than driving an hour each way to work every day and doing something that just didn't fill me up. And I remember sitting in a review with my manager at the time and she said, what is it that you want? And I remember distinctly saying, I want to make a difference. And she said, well, I can't help you with that here. Well, like we're selling free gifts with purchase that you put on a, on a magazine and selling to the magazines in Australia. And you don't really make a difference with that. And so I started my business with the intention that I was going to help women feel good and look good. And, you know, there were, it took years to really find my zone of genius at that point and ended up starting an online clothing store when I was pregnant with my second child. I just finished filming My Kitchen Rules and I'd had a miscarriage just before I recorded that and ended up quite depressed by the end of it and then fell pregnant. So that was just such a, such a spiral of disaster emotionally that that time of my life but what happened was that it forced me to like again I wasn't really connected with intuition other than that I believed in a in a higher you know God God the universe and I asked for a sign and sign was to sell clothes on Facebook and so 10 years later I'd built this multi-million dollar empire that started pregnant in despair because I couldn't walk around styling anyone and no one was going to pay for a stylist and I had this business, which I loved for a long time. And then, uh, yeah, COVID took the juice out of it for me. I pretty much gave my heart and soul and, you know, I capitalized really on, on that, on that time because I had a captured audience of women at home that were, you know, didn't, didn't, weren't connected, were in despair themselves. And, and I had the ability to connect with them through lives and Instagram and, and really my business grew 300% through COVID. Wow. Yeah, offering them clothes that made them feel good that were cost effective. But what happened was I came out of that burnt out with adrenal fatigue and just really resented my business by the end of it. So long story short, six months ago, I ripped the Band-Aid off because I really realized that it wasn't juicing me up anymore. I'd become a retailer. And when you're a retailer, besides just looking at profit and loss, at, you know, always budgeting and looking at trends, I wasn't really making a difference. So I'd lost my, my why. And so, yeah, I, I had to dig deep and throw some big balls and I had to be really brave. And I gave myself permission to change my business. And so, yeah, seven months later, I'm, I'm still, still finalizing my new business model, but what's not flexible is my flexibility and my freedom. Yeah, so now I work from home Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I've given myself, as of this year, Mondays off for me, which I've never had. And I had to really work through the whole guilt. So now I'm good with that. Today's episode is brought to you by the Soul Mama Membership. It is a safe space online for mothers, and it is specifically created for women to access a community, a nurturing community that provides gentle accountability and encourages you to walk step-by-step, small-choice-by-small-choice towards a holistic and healthy lifestyle. It really just allows you to become more relaxed, have more fun, and show up as the best mum and human possible. Visit www.soulmamahub.com. That's S-O-U-L-M-A-M-A-H-U-B. Nice one, ladies. And choose that as my with my youngest, and yeah, tr- trying to undo being a workaholic has been a real task. But I'm feel yeah, I feel like I've made the right decisions. No regrets there. 
There's so much I want to ask you because like now I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm now recording style and confidence programs online. I'm coaching clothing businesses. I'm open to help other businesses grow and expand and, and teach them what I know. But, you know, it's finding those people that's, you yeah, know, aligning sure. yourself with the right people. But yeah, it's, it's, it's life's a journey, isn't it? That's just the journey. Oh, yeah. One of our mentors who we saw last year, Michael Maidens, says that you market to your future friends. So you think about who you would like to be friends with in the future and that that's who you want to attract as clients. I just saw it on his blog and I thought, that's so cool. Oh, I, I love agree. that. I agree. Yeah. I think it's a beautiful way to think about it. And I totally agree that that's how you attract the people you want to work with. You think, who do I want to be friends with in five, 10 years time? You know, and it's true. Although for me, it was the other way. All of my friends supported my business in the early days, which was really sweet. So um, first of all, I want to say, I'm sorry to hear that you had a miscarriage. That's the first thing I want to say. And just to respect and honor that you shared that, that not everybody can share that and that you can is powerful and important. And it is important. It's hearty. So and it it changes us, you know. Yeah, of course. And it it changes us. And it's interesting that out of that came another pregnancy and a business. Interesting. Right. Because I think it's even it that's that's actually even come up like fifty. 10 years later, like yeah. I didn't really grieve the, the miscarriage at all, just shoved it under the rug and ran. And it wasn't until a year ago, someone asked me if I've actually dealt with that, what they called trauma. And then I had to work on that. It was, yeah, it's fascinating. So thank you. Yep. Yeah, of course. And I've had a similar, I had many multiple miscarriages and I also didn't deal with it in inverted commas, deal with it, you know, at the time I couldn't. And so it's interesting that years later you realize apparently Women hold, you would know this now most likely, we hold our grief and our trauma often in our wombs. So mm-hmm. sometimes that can lead to infertility, you know, when it's not cleared. And I think yes. that may have been a little bit the case for me as well. So there's that. Then there is the aspect of what you're talking about where you you said you you went into, you left something very familiar to create something very important. You wanted to have an impact. Mm. So Why? Why was that important to you? I've thought about this. I'm like, why is it important? I think I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of insight to it. When I was a little girl, being Italian background, we used to go to Italian dances. Yeah. They call them balalishos, like a dance. Wish they had them now. I'd love to take my kids. And so I grew up pretty much once a month at these wog dances, right? Where everyone dances to the Italian music. Well, one thing I noticed was every time as a young girl get up, I was always like, same as I am now, big energy, just like, you know what, I'm in the room. And I would go on the dance floor and I'd dance with my nonno or I'd dance with my dad. We used to dance rock and roll. And I would see these middle-aged women look at me and smile, but with a sadness, like, oh, like, no, you wish I wish I would have the confidence to do that or I remember when I was like that, that sort of thing. And they looked like they were trapped in their body. And I remember as a young girl thinking, they look so miserable. And like so many of them. And I think I probably, without realizing, promised myself that I would never be that woman. I would never not have a voice. I would never not dance if I didn't want to. I would never, you know, not dance with the girls. I only have to dance with my husband and, and all those things. So, I, you know, when I dug deep, that was probably the main reason. I really want women to have a voice and I want them to, it's important to me for women to look in the mirror and not listen to the bitch in their head, which is that inner critic who is a massive bitch. And if someone was like that in real life, would tell them to take a hike. 
So I, I feel like that's my purpose and I've got the voice to be able to be that voice of reason for those that have got their own different trauma of, you know, self-worth or negative body image, you know, thinking that they can't do more or be more or aren't enough. And yeah, that's, that's just really important to me. I think that is such an incredible mission that you've given yourself and that you've been attracted to. This, there's a lot to be said for your intention there, I think, and that I feel like there's so many women in our culture, not only in the Italian culture, in many of our cultures, in our modern cultures, mm-hmm. who feel trapped in those cultural norms or social norms or feel like they can't break free of their lack of confidence. Mm. And I think you and I actually work in a more similar area than I even realised. <laughs> I also help women with that. And it's a really powerful thing to do because it unlocks something. You know, it allows women to Unboxable is the name of this podcast, right? So it allows women to get out of the boxes yeah, they're in absolutely. and to, to live an unfettered lifestyle. Yeah, that, that has huge implications in our world and for our children. Absolutely. You know? like, I, I don't want my, I've got three boys, I don't want my sons to ever think they can answer for their wives or that the wife has to work around them solely. And so my husband and I really focused on mirroring a very equal life. You know, we, we, we do things together, which is a family, but we both have ambitions and, and goals and we both support that as individuals and we have our own separate friends, and, you know, and I want that for my children. I don't ever want my young men to, to, to think otherwise, but that they're mm-hmm. superior to the opposite sex. Yeah, it's interesting. I've been talking a bit about this because I do believe and I've been learning about domestic violence lately and and I have a a bit of a history there myself. And it's been really interesting to look at the links between systemic inequalities. So the inequalities that are just built into our systems in our culture, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the way that boys are conditioned to think certain ways. And what you're doing is circuit breaking, it's pattern breaking, you know, and this is yeah. something I'm really passionate about that the way that we create a different future for women and, mm-hmm. and for men and for everybody and for our planet as well, I believe, is we break patterns of trauma and conditioning that have mm. been unquestioned in the past. And so that's exactly what you're doing. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you probably don't realise, I'm probably not clear on it until I start talking to someone like yeah. yourself. I just sort of know it, but, and, but it sort of makes sense of in sitting here, like the, the puzzle pieces all come together for me because... Whilst I'm on the outside world, which is my my work world, and this is yes. the thing that I suppose has been interesting the last few months, is that I'm on this mission. I'm really passionate about it, but the money isn't coming in like bananas. But I'm like, I'm not stepping away from it because this is what feels right. This is what feels good. And, you know, everyone's struggling with money at the moment. So no one really wants to pay for this sort of stuff, but they need it so bad. Yeah, true. So there's like that outward journey of I, I'm here to make a difference and empower women from the inside out. I'm here to empower women in business. And then at home, it's like I, I, re- I actually feel like a bit of a bitch sometimes to my boys where I won't get them a glass of water when I'm, when I'm in front of them. I'm like, no, I can get it. I'm the same. I'm like, I'll put your servant. Can you sell? I don't want to raise money boys. That's my thing. I don't want to raise boys that are acts of service that they feel like things need to be done for them because that's mm-hmm. the sort of society that we're trying to break away from, especially, and I'm, I can only talk about the culture I come from, Italian. My, yeah. my parents are definitely not like that. I suppose I was inspired by them. But 
definitely everyone else around. Yeah. And and like even my grandparents and, you know, the older aunties and uncles, it's, you know, they just, they just look also miserable. And I just think that yeah. it starts from the conversations at home, even if they've got daughters, empowering them to stand up for themselves and what's okay, what's not okay. Not make them entitled, of course. You know, we've got a bit of a situation at the moment with our young generation where they think yeah. they are yeah. and they are far from it. But yeah, it is It is a big mission. But I think that if, like, just like saving planet and everything else that we're all passionate about, I think that if we all do our little bit, it has to, it has to help. Yeah. And what, and what you're talking about as well, I think, is that it starts with us. You know, it starts with how we are in our inner world as well. So I would love to hear segue to, you said that you were experiencing adrenal fatigue. I want to mm-hmm. understand how did that evolve? How did you know that that's what you were experiencing? Oh, well, you know, when, you know, when you run out of adrenaline, I never thought, I never thought I could run out of adrenaline. <laughs> I, I, I understand why now. I've actually recently been diagnosed with ADHD, adult ADHD, and that explains why I've always got so much energy. And so to answer your question, it was the end of 2021, August, and I started to just feel like a fatigue that I've never felt before. And then one day I woke up and I had this pain. It wasn't, it was like, it was like a discomfort pain in what felt like my kidneys right behind me and I was like shaking like you and you got the flu and I just felt I just remember thinking I feel so unwell and I was like I don't know to go to the hospital but I just I've never felt like this and I feel really unwell and it wasn't COVID it was none of that and I remember I was just really emotional like and I'm not an I'm not naturally an emotional person I find it I take a lot to make me cry and I was really emotional like what I'm a hot mess so when it took me to go to the GP and do a few, you know, tests and blood tests and speak to the doctors, and I was like, "You are totally burnt out." Yeah, made sense because I, I literally had been running on adrenaline. I mean, I, I ran adrenaline at the best of times, yeah, as a bit of adrenaline junkie. Yeah. But COVID gave me this problem to solve, mm. lockdown, and I it juiced me up that I could help. I could help make a difference, and I was. I was helping yeah. women. Feel connected, feel good, empower them, not feeling confident, but at the cost of me being burnt out. Yeah. So you felt that responsibility very keenly to other oh, yeah, but to lead? It, yes, but then you know that you've got adrenal fatigue because you're literally like a battery going flat. It mm-hmm. just goes dead. That would have been really hard. So hard. It's taken, I still have days where if I go push too much, yeah. I need to go have a nap and I'm not like, and I thought, I said to my GP, all right, cool. So I'll run a few vitamins. Yeah. <laughs> Early nights and right in six months. And he just looked at me, took his glasses off. He said, no, this could take years. Wow. So what did and, you, what was the treatment? Well, he said, you need to make some serious life changes, don't you, girlfriend? And so that was really the beginning of the end of what sold me over and was that I'd, I'd spent so long building, but really it made me do a lot of soul searching. So for the next six months, I literally questioned if I wanted to be in the business I wanted to be in, questioned the sort of, you know, was I giving my energy to friendships that weren't like feeding my soul? Was I doing, you know, too much with the kids? Was I like, what was I doing too much of? And, and yeah. the thing was, what I wasn't doing at all was I was not spending any time on me at all. Right. And, I, and I identified that I had a self-worth issue, that I would put everyone else first but myself. So what it caused you to do what it caused you to do is take a really good stop take on, on, yeah. on your mind, body and soul. And so 
yeah, I changed the whole business to help with that and going slow. I mean, I worked every night, no shit for 10 years, every night, and I loved it. Like I couldn't wait yeah. for the kids to go to bed. I did my mum thing and they were like, right, because I was good at it <laughs> and I loved it and I had like, you know, it gave me that that adrenaline kick. Whereas now I don't work at night. I don't freaking love it. I don't get as much done, but that's okay. The expectations are there. But it's like, huh, I'm just going to hop into bed and read books now. That's what it feels like for the people. I mean, I love that you learned to honour your rhythms a little, yeah. you know. I also relate to when you love what you do, you want to work every night, yeah. but it's not sustainable. Talk to me a little bit about how you connected that with your self-worth. How did that happen? How did you find that out? Well, I journal a lot. Elena, I journal a lot and I only journal when I need to. So it's not like, dear diary, today was like, I don't write every day. It's when I have this immense, so this intense feeling that I just need to just, it's all too much. I can't, it's like having a really big puzzle and I just need to just get it out and make it easy for myself. So I journaled about it and I wrote about how I was feeling. And then I realized that, wow, I've got, I make no time to exercise. I make no time to cook the meals that I need for my allergies. I don't make time to do Pilates for my pelvic floor and my core. I was like, I do absolutely nothing for me. It was like a really clear maths equation, mm. which left me with a lot of minuses. So it was it was honoring the discomfort that I was in, honoring that something wasn't right, acknowledging that, having to not very easily give in to the fact that I felt like I'd failed. That was a massive huge like it was like a massive breakdown but I do believe every breakdown has a breakthrough I've always believed that so throughout and I was like right what the fuck am I meant to learn right now what is it God tell me like you're screaming out right to the gods <laughs> and did God tell you like, to me in my journal came to me in intuition and well, this is where I'm at that's I'll listen yeah that's cool hey and you, I love that you've touched on, you know, I'm not making bucket loads of money yet, but I know it's the right path. So again, you have that element. And actually last week's episode on the Unboxable podcast was about intuition. And I feel like being able to access your intuition, it doesn't mean you're always going to get a very clear path. And this was something we discussed in the episode. Sometimes it'll send you somewhere else. It'll send you sideways, but you'll get to the answer somehow, you know, and it's like, it's not always the way you think it will come. Sometimes it's watch this movie and then you get something from the movie or, you know, it's like I call it following the breadcrumbs or following the string lights. You know, we follow, we follow these little, it's like. It's signs, little signs, you know. Yeah. It's, it's just. I know what like you made about fairy tale. Years ago, I watched a movie with Anne Hathaway and the movie was called The Inter, Robert De Niro. And at that time, I was like so in love with my boutique. It was, it was small. It was, a, it was a small boutique. It had a huge engagement, lots of customers were online. It was, it was manageable with me just as a CEO. And I really was in love with my business. And I watched this movie and there was like, just like two lines in there that just totally juiced me up because she ran an online clothing store. Right. And I, so I get what you're saying. These little, these little one liners, but yeah, look, I, I thought that, I thought that I would close one door and the next door would open really easily, but it's just a good reminder that it doesn't matter who you are, how connected you are. How many people are in your database? How many people know you? It means shit because it means that I'm not meant to be where I thought I was. And yeah, it's one thing I, one thing I am proud that I have is I'm, I'm persistent. 
I am balls against the wall. I am like a dog with a bone. I'm just like, no, nah. okay, that's not working. Cool, we'll go this way. Let's not work another arm to go this way. Like, I'm not giving up. Not even today. Today's actually got me on one of those. And I'm sitting here in my cocoon chair going, right, what do the people need? What do they want? Let's do it. Let's do that. Okay, well, let's talk to the people. Like I'm, I'm in my own brainstorming session. That oh, cool. yeah, of just, you know, reassessing because just because we think that's a good idea doesn't mean that there is a market for something. What I love about you, Melina, is that as we sit here and we're talking and you've shown so many elements to me just now, you've shown me that you've got a lot of experience in business. You've shown me that your ability to pivot and be flexible and brainstorm and shift and change and, you know, is remarkable. You've shown me that you have the guts to live in that uncertainty that a lot of entrepreneurs get better and better at, right? And, And I was saying earlier to someone, it's not that we we love uncertainty anymore or we get better at it. It's just we get more able to tolerate the discomfort of it. Yeah. You get you resilient. Know? Yeah, we get resilient. Yeah. And that's really magical. And like I can see that's what you're doing now. But the other thing I'm hearing from you is that for whatever reason, whether it's life or just in you, you trust the process. Like you mm. are shifting and changing and pivoting and, you know, flexing and getting out your big lady balls and doing all the things you need to do, right? <laughs> but you all, you're doing all of that with a kind of an inherent faith in yourself and trust in the process. Mm. Where do you reckon that comes from? It's my, it's my, it's like I said, to you, it's a knowing, it's an intuition. Yeah. I've come to acknowledge that this feeling that I, that I have, which is we all have it now, it's a deep knowing yes. and it's an intuition. I've actually listened to that since I was a teenager. I didn't know what the word was, but I've made some drastic choices to end relationships, to end jobs, like like that, with that same exact feeling. It's still the same feeling, but I just, and I know that that brought me to the next step. And then that yeah. same feeling brought me to the next step. So now I'm like, oh yeah, I know that feeling. All right, cool. We're on the right path. Cool. And I've got a trademark word called flutters, which is, if it's about feeling really juiced up and my, and my analogy is that when you feel really turned on, you get those fanny flutters that start in your womb and come all the way up and you get turned on, juiced up about life. And I said to my guides a few weeks ago, if I want the right path, show me butterflies. I shit you not. I'm being smacked in the face with butterflies, everything, every day. If it's not on a kid's top of the walk past, the butterflies pass, then there's earrings and there's motifs and there's, it's just like, everywhere yeah. so it's a feeling it's a knowing it's intuition and it's signs and I just I do I believe I believe in myself and I think that's the thing that is really underrated with us as human beings men and women that we lack that self-belief and I just I just know just like I just like I created a seven-figure business a seven-figure business doing the same thing trialing and erroring different things and eventually hit the spot so will this but, but I it think has that's to so beautiful, you know, and, and what you're also mentioning really is it's a practice. This is something that you put into practice mm. and you actually, you take action on it and you, you go with it. You know, you say, okay, I'm going to set this intention. I'm going to look for that. And when I see it, I'm going to go with it, you know, and that, that takes a lot. So I think you're a very beautiful woman, Melina. I think you have incredible gifts to share with the world and you don't need me to tell you that because you know it. And that's a really powerful, powerful thing that you can share with other women. And I know a lot of the women in my audience 
need to hear these stories and need to know that people like you are out there doing this stuff, you know, because you're, you're making it sound very easy. I don't think it's that easy all the time, but. No, it's not. It's, I mean, I'm a glass half full sort of girl. So I'm yeah. always, okay, so what's the lesson in that? Or, or, oh, this is really crap, but let's just give it a, there's, there's, I'm meant to learn something. Like I'm more ways glass half full. But I mean, I'm talking, this is over a year, I'm 41. So like, this is, you know, and I do believe in a cycle. I feel like every seven to 10 years, just like our hair changes. Sometimes you wake up curly hair and sometimes straighter. So do we, our, our soul changes. I mean, just like we fall out of love with friends and, and sometimes people fall out of love with partners or, you know, when you fall, we, you know, if he doesn't juice you up anymore, you get to hang your boots up and find what does. Otherwise it's not a, it's not a life worth living in my opinion. No. Just a carcass. Oh, I hear ya. I've, I yeah. think I've been a carcass and it's not very fun, you know, oh, and yes. we all have those moments. I realise that there are, there are times that we go off track, you know, there are times, like you say, there are seasons and sometimes the off track is the way we get to the right track. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I, and I think it's so cool that you get that and that you are doing it all the time. And it's not comfortable. I'm not dying no. to and it's like. Oh, you're the right thing and then you're like oh no I'm definitely the right thing and then you know and then you like, can't let money yeah you know take over because if that was the case then we'd just go get another job yes, yes I agree it's you know really got to one thing that I coach on and that I've learned over the years is that with that clear personal values then you don't know where you're going you're in the forest with no torch no light yeah. there just walking so I'm really clear on my on my values and values are pretty much your compass in life. And my three values are my family. So everything that I do has to work around my time with my kids because yeah. I the mum guilt just, I will, I will not carry that. It makes me feel sick. I'd rather stay up or have a messy house and know that yeah. I spent time. Mum and bear. Spirituality. So journaling, baths, me time. Yeah. It was using my sage and my oils and my crystals. You know, everyone's got different form of spirituality. And third is flexibility and freedom. So, and I believe that's exactly what I've created. And that's, that's why I'm so focused on making this, it will work because I'm, it, it ticks the boxes of the values. There's a real, that's so beautiful. Your values are really interesting. And, and through embodying and living those three values, you then are able to increase your impact, you know, I imagine. <laughs> and it's also really interesting because there's an interplay here. Like there's, there's a level of certainty and conviction that you display to when you know something is right or not right and you take action on that, right? Which when it comes to your intuition, when it comes to yes. your guides, when it comes to the butterflies, like the flutters, they're all ways of knowing, okay, I must change or I must stay the course either way, right? But there's another element to do with when something is a little uncertain and unclear, you, you stay with it if it feels right at the heart of it. So it's that ability to differentiate, and I'd love for you to tell me how you do this because I think this is a big thing for a lot of women that they think, well, I'd really love to do this, but I'm just not sure. You know, that kind of I'm just not sure thing. And I think a lot of the women we work with, they have big dreams and they have big, well, I'm guessing it's you as well, but for me, the women I work with, they have really big dreams. They want to be, have big aspirations for their life, but maybe they're caught up still in the fatigue or in the adrenal fatigue or in the depletion or in the day-to-day -day mothering and they're not quite at the point where they can pull the pin and go for it you know yeah 
And how do you, so it's balancing out. Yes, I know something has to change. Yes, I know that I feel a bigger calling, but I'm not exactly clear on what that is. I'm guessing you're going to say, start with your values. But like, what would you say to a woman like that? Well, first of all, I definitely ask what's important. What is it that, what is it that drives and, and, and are your non-negotiables? So for example, if I was an employee and they're my values and I got given a, an amazing opportunity, someone came to me and said, Melina, we want to offer you a few hundred grand a year to be our buyer and our, and like you know, give direction on ranging. You've got so much experience, but it's, it's five days a week and it's lots of hours. Well, if I check it back with my values, I then lose all my family time. I will be too exhausted for any spirituality and I will have zero flexibility. So as much as the money would be enticing, it's, it, it will actually make me miserable because none of those are in line with my values. Mm, so it's about knowing yourself. It's about, it is. And, and I did this, I learned this through when I had a life coach and went through, she had like 30 different types of values and I had to circle 10 and then from 10, six, and then from six to three. And they've been my values for the last four years and it's it's actually quite profound when you apply it to your, what your business values are as well. Yeah. You know, it's it that's where you pause and go, okay, is this going to work? Is this going to work with that? You know, don't get me wrong, you know, not when, when money is just not coming in, you're like, okay, well, how do I make this work now? It's it's I think you could constantly be a problem solver. I think that if you're yeah. a, I think you need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. That book that Maria Fuller wrote, everything is figure outable, you know, like understanding yeah. something may seem insurmountable today, but you'll figure it out, you know. Yeah. No one's dying. That's what I was yeah. saying. No yeah. It's a beautiful and way to look at it. So it's funny. My son said to me the other day, my, my four-year-old, and I heard myself answer him and it made me just pause. He said, mom, what happens if we get lost? What? And I said, I think we'll like go on a walk somewhere. Yeah. And I said, oh, well. We'll just go on an adventure and then on the adventure we'll discover new things and have experiences and we'll always find our way. Yeah. And I was like, oh, did you just hear that, Melina? Like, oh, is that this mud red? I'm yeah. so wise. Yes, we done like a wise owl. I love it when wisdom surprises you. When you surprise yourself with good parenting, you go, oh, like, shit, I really nailed that one. Great mum just then. That's so nice. I know. I like it when you kind of give yourself kudos. Like, yeah, that was definitely the right way to handle it. Thanks, Just Mom. like we, yeah. And it's nice to get one of those amongst the, oh, I was a shit parent. <laughs> Got to celebrate your wins, man. Totally. totally. You know, one, one thing I read the other day is I've got these affirmation cards that I change every morning. So I'm very much about putting positive in front of me. So it reprograms or, or doesn't allow me, the other bitch in their head to take over. And, and the card that I pulled that day is celebrate the happy days. Because at, at the culture, we are like, we're always, oh, it's such a bad day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nothing's working. You know, we would talk about that. Mm-hmm. But we often do someone going, I've had a great day. Things have been so good for me. Like, <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm just awesome. Like, how often do you hear people <laughs> say that? Never. <laughs> it's so it's full. Fun. I love it so much. You will catch me saying that every now and again to my friends, though. We have a bit of a positive culture. Not all the time, but I actually find it really hard to be the other way. So I, I struggled this week because I had a moment where I had to admit my vulnerability to my friends. I had to actually say, I'm feeling really isolated and I need you close. You know, I need you closer. And it was so beautiful. I found it really difficult because I dwell in the positive 
to yes. then go into the okay now I actually need to, I need to I need to make a complaint to my friends and say yeah. I'm feeling really down and and vulnerable yeah. and it's tough and because I had a really busy year last year so I kind of just fell off their radars because I was yeah. so unavailable and uh-huh. now I'm like it's three months since my black belt grading and my friends are still not inviting me you know like where have they all yeah. gone so I, I told them and they were so beautiful. They immediately, you know, I had coffee this morning. I've got coffee tomorrow morning. Like they're immediately just gone, okay, come on then. And it's really sweet. And it made me realize that sometimes there is a place, you know, sometimes we do the opposite where we hide. We yes. hide because we feel the pressure to be positive all the time, which is yeah. like the shadow side, you know. And it's that constant balancing, I think, of like, yes, we definitely need to be positive. We need to dwell in hope and trust and love. But you also know, with the shitty days too. Be authentic. And, yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm big, you know, I'm a big advocate for being authentic. Yes. I just got to protect your energy though and choose who you are that authentic with exactly. though. Exactly. Otherwise you feel like you're out in the cold with no knickers on and everyone's just looking at you like, oh, we're so vulnerable right now. Yeah. You, know, you just be careful how vulnerable. I worked with the, that's right. I worked with a builder. I was a builder for a while and I worked with a, a builder. He was like my boss and sat next to me. And if someone made a mistake, if he made a mistake or I made a, a mistake, the expression he used to use was my ass is hanging out of my pants. <laughs> and I was like, that's such a good one because that is how you feel sometimes when you like overly expose yourself to the wrong people or in the wrong context, you yeah. know. And that can be really, I agree, it can be really draining and, and difficult. And I'm the last person, honestly, to really Besides, like I've got the people that I do it to, but I won't just go around and talk about what I'm feeling vulnerable about. Vulnerable about. And last week I went out for like dinner with a girlfriend and I, and I found myself just feeling comfortable to share a few things and then I felt that wobble in the throat. Yes. And then I started crying. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even know I was upset about that. Yes. And then I just reached out and held my hand and I'm like, this is, oh, oh, we're touching hands. Okay. <laughs> like, let this was the go, Mal. Like, let's go. Like, it was really, I had to like, I was aware that I was like being a, a bit like a, like a crap. I was yes, well, holding you're strong. When you're a strong and bold and lady balls type woman, like yeah. I think you are, and like a little bit yeah. I am, you know, that's actually a really unfamiliar position, isn't it? To be able to, like to have to receive and accept that kind of unconditional support <laughs> and love. Like I'm normally the the one giving it. Yes, I'm not normally the one receiving it. Right. Yeah, that can be so, very but it felt interesting. interesting. It felt nice. Yeah, it's so beautiful. It's the best. Thank you. She's like, well, isn't that what friends are for? But I was like, yeah. yeah, that is. Yes, of course it is. Yes, of course. But, you know, when you're always the one giving, and that's where, you know, you go back to what we spoke about before, the adrenal fatigue and the self-worth, yes. whether you're a businesswoman or not, mums often just experience it because we just give, 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 yeah, give. Yeah. We self-abandon. Yeah. I know. I said to my friend yesterday, I sent a text and I was like, thank you so much for listening to me. I felt like I was being a bit of a Debbie Downer. Sorry to listeners who are called Debbie, but it was an expression. <laughs> and and she said, that's okay, my darling. That's what friends are for. And I'm always here for you. I love you, Debbie. <laughs> wow, that's so cool. Oh, it was very sweet. Well, Melina, where can women find you or people find you doing what you do? And tell us what's coming next for you and how our listeners can keep in touch. Well, you, your, your listeners can find me on Instagram. Uh, I've got two pages. One is my style and confidence page, which is style me over, where I take the stress out of your dressing and talk about all things confidence that we've spoken about today. And then there's my personal page, my Melina Bagnato, 
which is where I'm authentically myself, mum and business owner. I'm at stylemanova.com. If you want to have a look at the services that I offer, you want to connect with me in person or virtually. And what's next is I am being really protective of my time to make sure that I don't overcreate because I'm really great at creating things. And I am like, I literally just had a few deliveries of some brands and we'll do a try on. I've gone filming my style and confidence program that launches next month. So ladies can in their own time, be mentored by me and empowered by me. And yeah, I'm just really happy doing that. And also some business coaching. So, so exciting, Melina. Mm -hmm. I'm really, really thrilled to be watching you evolve at this point in time. I think you are going through this amazing process and it's a real honor to be anywhere near it and just observe it and just cheer you on. I love it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It was, I felt like I was just in a, uh, a site coaching session. Everyone keeps saying that to me on this podcast. Do you think I'm accidentally just doing therapy and calling it a podcast? Is that what's happening? That was great. I feel so good about myself right now. You're literally the fourth guest in a row to say exactly that. So there's something in it. I might have to rename it. You have got a gift. Your voice and the way that you ask questions and create is really beautiful. And I'm really proud of you. Thank you, my love. Well, Melina, it's been an absolute pleasure. We shall leave it there and yeah, get in touch, people. We would love to hear from you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Melina. This podcast is produced independently and made just for you. So if you have enjoyed it, please do leave me a review and you can put in the review a request for a topic or even a nomination for a particular guest if you would like me to interview someone in particular. Thank you so much for your support. If you really love it, uh, you can also share it and subscribe to it and follow it. See you soon.